Welcome to Shake That Soul. I'm your host, Rose Rising. This podcast is about getting in touch with your spiritual side and living intentionally. Let's get ready to laugh, ignite our creative spark, and open our minds. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. This is already the sixth episode of Shake That Soul. Can you believe it? If you're just now joining us for the first time, I'm really happy that you're here. And thank you to my returning listeners. Today is very special because I'm doing an interview with Jenny Penny. She's an online fitness and shuffle coach and entrepreneur. We're going to talk about her personal journey with learning how to approach fitness from a healthy mindset after experiencing a difficult relationship. And we'll also talk about how to stay motivated when it's tough to stay on track. We'll also get into dancing, specifically shuffling and festivals. So it's going to be a fun episode, but you'll still get some important insights to take with you if you want to try something new like dancing or you just simply want to live a healthier lifestyle. Welcome to the show, Jenny. I'm so glad to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. No problem. The last time we actually did an interview, it was October. Can you believe that? Oh my God, I know. I was actually thinking that before we hopped on. I was like, I don't even remember. It seemed like it was a while ago, but so much has happened since then. Like, it was like, when did we even talk last? But it was such a great call. Like, we just chatted and had such a good chat. So I'm really excited to be on again with you. Yes, thank you so much. And I've noticed that you've been working really hard, it seems like lately, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's been crazy. This this whole year, especially like 2023 has just been so different than the last year and the year before that, but all moving in a good direction. So it's all good things. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that you actually you started teaching dance classes, right? I did. Yeah. So in January, I started bringing shuffling into the whole part of my business. So before it was more focused on just fitness and nutrition. And then I started bringing the whole shuffling side into it this year. So I've been teaching classes in New York City and virtually and doing one-on-one lessons. So it's been a lot of fun this year. Yeah, that is really exciting. And I noticed there's been a huge focus on your online fitness coaching business. So I wanted to chat with you first on your journey with that. What inspired you to go down the path of doing fitness coaching? Yeah, absolutely. So let's see. So when I, okay, we're going to go down the whole story. Here. <laughs> go for it, girl. Was <laughs> that cool? Just like, start absolutely. Yes. Go like, to the beginning. Yeah, like started with my own journey and like, I'll go into detail, but it basically started with my own journey and like eventually having an eating disorder and getting over that. And um, kind of just getting to a point where I wanted to get healthier, but was so confused about what I was seeing on Instagram and like Pinterest and looking just like on Google and stuff. I was just really confused. And that made me want to get certified in personal training and actually like learn from a reliable source. So that's pretty much how it all started, but basically kind of to go into more details. So, uh, in high school and like even before high school too, like I was honestly pretty stable with everything. Like I was a normal, like quote unquote, normal, healthy way. I was active. I did cheerleading. I did dance. I played lacrosse. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was very into being active still in high school and, you know, eating habits were pretty normal. Um, and then the summer before my freshman year of college, um, so I was actually, um, in a really toxic relationship and I ended up having an eating disorder that summer before I went to college and kind of like the beginning of college. And basically I was just like not really eating. Like I would have, um, you know, like a granola bar or like a couple of clementines and like a couple raviolis throughout the whole day. Oh, <laughs> like wow. Was, yeah. I'm sorry you, know, you had to go th- through that toxic part, you yeah. know? <laughs> I, it's like so wild looking back on it, like how I let that happen. But I was, I just feel like I was so young and I was just so like enthralled with this person I was dating. And I don't know, we, there was like all this drama and I just got into a space where I was like really unhappy mm-hmm. with my body and confident. Cause I was kind of like, basically like my boyfriend at the time was like cheating on me. So I was looking at all these other girls like, well, well, like, what do they have that I don't have? And it was like a whole comparisonitis type situation. Right. It's kind of like a domino effect, isn't it? Yeah. So it just got really, really bad that summer. I think I dropped like 30 pounds in a summer or something. It was like insane. Oh my gosh. That's really unhealthy, right? 30 pounds is a lot. Insane for just like a few months. Like that's, that should not happen. And that's so bad for your metabolism too. Mm -hmm. So, and like your hunger hormones, all these things. So when that happened, um, I really, really just messed up everything with my internal systems. Like I said, like my metabolism was beat. My hunger hormones were totally out of whack. So what happened was when I went, when I got to college, um, you know, I started going out four nights a week, you know, like binge drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we all? <laughs> yeah. Like having a great fucking time, but you know, really unhealthy habits, drinking a lot of alcohol, you know, having the late night pizzas, like the Domino's, the Cinestix, you know, several nights a week, um, and just kind of trying to quote unquote balance that out by not eating throughout the week. Right. So oh, which of, is the worst possible thing to do, right? Yeah, exactly. Basically what you're doing there is you're just creating like these bigger gaps, right? Like, so you're kind of going through like binge restrict patterns where during the week, you're really not eating much, but on the weekends, you're going overboard. So your caloric intake is so different, and that really just confuses the heck out of your metabolism. So I went from really not eating, which really messed me up, to kind of having these massive fluctuations, which really messed me up. And then I started just eating more again, like normal amount that I should have been, plus all the drinking and all the weekend stuff. So, you know, I gained all that weight back, plus some. And I just felt like shit. Like, I kind of stopped. I did cheerleading freshman year of college, but... I felt like so sluggish that year because of the whole eating disorder and everything that like, I really didn't feel like I was getting great exercise. Like, I don't know. It just was so, like poor quality, right? Yeah. I just, I felt like shit. I still didn't feel any more confident, honestly, after everything that I had just gone through. Um, so, you know, I kind of just stayed on that pattern through college. Like I was, you know, going out, um, kind of eating the same way. And then after, I graduated. I ended up moving down to Orlando. I don't know if you knew this, if we ever talked about it, but I actually worked at Disney for a little bit. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, Disney College College program internship. So I did that in college, and then I did it again after college. And I went down there, and I kind of had started dabbling a little bit in some workouts, so like YouTube video workouts. Um, and then I started dating another guy down there, and he kind of, like, just helped show me how to use the gym. Like, this is the first time I ever really, like, went to the gym, and instead of just, like, running on the treadmill and doing, like, 
crunches. <laughs> um, yeah, guilty. I re- <laughs> yeah, I really actually started to learn how to lift weights. So that was really where everything pivoted. Um, you know, I started learning how to um, lift weights and just kind of get a little more consistent. I started learning about protein a little bit, you know, just kind of getting in a little better shape, a little healthier. Um, started trying to learn how to cook a little bit here and there, but it really wasn't going so well <laughs> But, you know, I started piquing my interest a little bit, okay? So that was after I graduated college. And then I think from there on, it kind of was the period where I was just starting to get more interested, starting to learn on, you know, Instagram was becoming bigger. This is around like 2014, 2015. So Instagram was kind of just kicking off like, you know, fitness, inspirational people, um, Pinterest, Googling things and just trying to come up with like ideas for workouts and like get an idea of what I should be eating. Um, and then I just got to a point where I was like, I'm so fucking confused. There's so much out here and a lot of it contradicts itself. And I just am not seeing any progress and I'm really frustrated. So that was around probably 2017, 2018 that I made a decision that I wanted to at some point get into fitness or nutrition, something along those lines. And I was like, I don't know when, I don't know how, if this is even possible. Like at this point, Instagram really wasn't huge yet. So I didn't really know that there was possibility for me to make an online business to create a a business. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I was working other jobs. Like I was a recruiter for a while. I was an admin assistant, a receptionist. I was doing kind of these jobs that just lacked purpose. I was like, I feel like I'm just kind of supporting other people's dreams. And I felt like I, I was like, this can't be it. (laughs) I was like, this can't be it for the rest of my life. Just feeling so bored, um, and just feeling like I'm wasting my days. Um, so I kind of had these things going through my mind. Like I was, I wanted to get informed with fitness. I was bored with my job. Um, so I actually dabbled a little bit in beach body coaching for like maybe four months. Um, just to kind of like dip my toes in, you know, I started a new Instagram account for that. So it's kind of like looking back, it was kind of funny, just kind of dipping my toes in a little bit and getting, kind of like an overview of like what things could look like. Um, But then I moved into New York City after that, around like 2018. And at this point, this was the first time I like had an apartment in the city and like all my friends were there. And I was just like, I don't really want to do this right now. I kind of just want to like have fun for six months and like get myself situated. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, New York City, that's the best place to do it, right? Yeah. And honestly, this is where, where and when I met my current like squad for festivals. So I don't regret this at all. Like taking that step back. Um, this is where I met my best friends now. So, um, you know, it was, it was a good time in that phase, but then basically fast forward to, uh, lockdown. So 2020, um, you know, I was an admin assistant at the time and I supported 11 people who were kind of like starting off. They were kind of just out of college, so they didn't really have too much going on anyway. And then lockdown happened. So, I had nothing to do. Like there were days where I didn't even have to open my laptop. I had so much time. Um, and there was really, you know, it seemed like we were going to be home for a while. Like they said certain people would have to come in, but certain people would be home for a longer period of time. And I was one of those people. So I was like, you know what? I've got all this time. Let's do this. Like, let's get certified. I don't know what's going to come out of it. Like what I plan to do with it exactly after, but I was like, let's get this personal training certification and let's start shuffling. So 
that's kind of how it all started during lockdown. And I just, on my birthday that year in May, I just committed to the certification. And like I had been shuffling for a couple of months at that point. And it just kind of all took off from there. Um, so then I uh, took my exam for my certification in May 2021. And then I hired a mentor a couple months later. And I've been working with her on the business side since like July 2021. Mm -hmm. And then I also hired her as my personal fitness coach too in um, like November that year. So yeah, it's been a wild ride. Yeah, it <laughs> sounds like, yeah, you've been on the journey for quite some time. You know, it yeah. has, it's been a long time in the making and you took the yeah. opportunity. You had that free time and you made something of it, which is really great. Yeah, I know. It's, it's so wild because I feel like a lot of people... It's interesting to hear different people's perspectives on, you know, the pandemic, because obviously it meant something different for a lot of people. And that's totally fair. But, you know, some people I've heard say, like, well, everybody gained 30 pounds during lockdown. And I was like, that's well, not true. Not everybody. You know, like, <laughs> it's interesting. Because I'm like, you know, for me, it was like, I saw an opportunity where, like, this is never going to happen again in my life. Having all this extra time, this is literally what I've been wanting and craving, the time to do these things that I'm passionate about, that I'm like sneaking into my work day while I'm supposed to be doing admin stuff but like these little pockets of time and like you know figuring out what I'm like cooking for dinner for the next couple of days or like figuring out my workouts and stuff like these are the things that I had been trying to squeeze into little pockets of time at work that now I had all this time to do and I was like let's go like there's no reason I shouldn't do this right now because if I don't do it right now I'm never gonna do it. Right. Yeah, it was definitely the perfect opportunity. And rather than just doing it half assed you know, here and there, you could really dive in and get the information because yeah, absolutely. I know that you mentioned earlier, that there's so much conflicting information about fitness online that it can be just overwhelming to the point where even like for me personally, I've shut down because I'm like, how do I make a routine? How come one website tells me I should eat this and another website tells me, oh, avoid that like the plague. So it can just be really discouraging for people. And so I imagine you have a lot of clients that feel overwhelmed and discouraged from the get-go. So mm -hmm. what do you tell them when they first start out? Yeah. So the way that it works with my clients is I actually have like a whole uh, course that they take. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of like all this information is just there for them. It's all video material. And I just kind of go through with them like the facts, you know, like what I learned from my certification, what I've learned from my mentor. Um, you know, I feel like the biggest misconception that I see a lot with my clients and like people I'm just talking to um, is, you know, people think that in order to get their dream body and look super toned, they just have to do a ton of cardio and limit their food. So I'm like, I get it. Trust me. Like I've been through this whole thing before. Like I've had any disorder where I completely understand. And, you know, I can speak from experience and say that my body only transformed when I stopped doing that, when I started lifting weights and eating more food, but more nutrient dense options, like that kind of thing. And also not being restrictive. Like I still, you know, I had pizza last weekend. I'm going to probably like do something else this weekend and maybe get like ice cream or something. <laughs> like, you know, it's okay to have that 80, 20 lifestyle where you're mostly, um, you know, sticking to your goals, but then you also in moderation get to kind of like have a little fun and like stray away. Like, I feel like, I feel like there's just this all or nothing mindset that, people think you have to follow where you just like have to give up stuff and sacrifice things completely to see progress. And I feel like that's another misconception. So I feel like those are the, the, the couple of like biggest things that I see and what I 
you know, usually tell them. Right. No, it seems like a total paradox because you think that restriction is going to lead you to having, yeah. you know, <laughs> or getting you to the, to where you want to look like, but not really. It's the total opposite actually. Right. It's so wild. It, it's just so mind boggling because, um, you know, I, I'm 31. So I grew up, you know, with the nineties and it's like people, you know, I just remember seeing all the actresses and supermodels and everything. And it was like, Oh, in order to be beautiful, in order to be skinny, you just need to not eat. And it's like, Oh my God. (laughs) It's so sad that we grew up with that. And I'm just so happy things are changing now and people are starting to learn and get more informed about what is actually good for you. Right. The correct way to do it. Right. Yeah. Like, honestly, I, I feel so lucky that I was like so young at that point where it really wasn't affecting me like too much to the point where I was, um, you know, when I was like before high school going through all this, but I feel like now it's just, we're so lucky that as adults, we have this and we can teach others and inspire others and help others to, you know, do things safely. Right. And we have the internet. So our reach towards people is completely unlimited. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So when somebody starts out, And, you know, they get on their fitness journey and they start to falter. What do you think is the biggest struggle or barrier that they come up against? Is it just laziness or is it lack of consistency? Like, what do you see with people? Yeah, I think something that I see that pops up that tends to frustrate people at first or like discourage them at first is when they fall off, like when they have a setback. Mm-hmm. And I literally have a whole piece on this in my course material because it's just, it's so important because everybody has setbacks. And I feel like people think it's such a negative thing, but like, it's inevitable. Like life is going to happen. You know, like I'm moving this week. This is a set kind of like a quote unquote setback for me this week. Cause I'm probably not going to be able to like work out as much as I want. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sometimes you're going to go on vacation. You're going to go to a festival. You're going to get sick. You're going to get injured. You go through a breakup, like something with your family happens, like some, this is life. Everybody yeah. <laughs> things, honestly. So I think that's just something so key to teach my clients is to expect it, right? To not be shocked when stuff happens because it's going to happen. You know, at some point in your fitness journey, something's going to happen. And rather than just getting down on yourself and beating yourself up and being like, oh, well, I fucked up. Like I fell off, you know, I'm just going to quit. It's instead looking back at the situation, reflecting on it. Okay, it happened. What can I do better next time? Like, what can I learn from this? And how can I better prepare for if this happens again in the future, right? Um, So, for example, like, I'll give an example, like, with festivals. Like, I've had people, and I've even had this in the past, too, where, like, I come back from a festival, and it's like, you know, how you are after a festival. You're You're like, oh, my God, what have I done? I have taken 20 steps backwards, right? Right. You're exhausted. You're tired as hell. You're probably a little grumpy. Mm -hmm. You know, like you just came off of eating like Isla noodles and pizza. (laughs) Chicken nuggies. (laughs) Yes, chicken nuggies. My favorite. Oh, my God. Like you just came off of eating all this stuff the whole weekend or week sometimes these festivals are like a week (laughs) week long thing right between like traveling Mm -hmm. and it's like okay of course you're not gonna want to fucking cook (laughs) like three meals a day and like snacks and stuff no you're gonna like order a pizza or just eat something quick something microwaved right right? (laughs) so it's like you have to like expect that right so 
What I do is I I use meal delivery services. So like in the past, I used Freshly, but they mm-hmm. went out of business that day, which I'm upset about because they were amazing. Um, <laughs> back there right now, which I'm like, I don't love, but it's okay for now. I'm probably going to look into some other stuff. But regardless, like, you know, I make sure I have my meals delivered. So like, I'm good to go. I don't have to worry about like dinner each night, right? Um, another thing that I can do is um, something easy that you can do is do like, um, what's called like a crock pot meal. So you can just put all the ingredients in a big, like gallon Ziploc bag. And it's called like a, I think it's called like a crock pot dump recipe. Oh, okay. And then you can freeze it, right? You can just throw it in the freezer and just portion it out too. So it's like basically like meal prep for the week. Yes, exactly. So like you literally put it in the uh, freezer. Then when you get home from the festival, you take it out, let it defrost. And then when you're ready to, you know, in the morning, whatever you got to do, just pop it right in the crock pot, turn it on low or high or whatever, and then it's ready in, in like four to eight hours, right? So that's another really easy tip for like what you can do to be proactive. And then, I don't know, for me, I, you know, if I'm like really tired or something, maybe I don't want to cook something complicated. So I just kind of keep it simple, right? Mm-hmm. Like different tricks you can do. You just have to plan ahead. I think I think that's the biggest thing, like with overcoming setbacks just learning how to plan ahead and just learning how to like control and focus on what you can control and not the things that are out of your hands I love that I'm really glad that you brought that up because I was actually thinking about that today too because yeah you know I I've mentioned to you know I have a lot of health issues I have autoimmune stuff so there's Mm -hmm. times where I can't go to the gym and I recently had to take a break and Mm -hmm. even with that you know I'm not like out partying and I'm not like eating all the things but for yeah. me, it's it's just a different issue where I had to take a pause. And mm-hmm. rather than getting upset and getting discouraged, I focus on, okay, what can I do today? Well, today I have the energy to say, go to the gym and do the elliptical for 30 minutes or go yeah. to the gym and do 20 minutes of weight training instead of a full hour. Right. So, yeah. That's it, the thing. It's like, you don't have to be this all or nothing mindset. Like literally you can celebrate small wins it doesn't have to be like wow I hit all of my protocols today you can be like wow well I got a vegetable in today that's great (laughs) you know I went to get my workout in but I still went out and I walked for 10 minutes you know I got some movement in no even just like picking out those tiny little I don't even want to say tiny because for some people they are huge accomplishments right but like pick out a few things it doesn't have to be like you hit everything to feel successful you can still be proud of these other like smaller wins that are going to just like kind of snowball right right yeah I mean it creates momentum so this way you have the motivation to keep going and you just hang on to those little wins no I I absolutely love that and so you started can you tell us like when you actually started shuffling? Cause it sounds like you were doing that at the same time that you were working on your fitness coaching. Yes. So, okay. So lockdown happened <laughs> and I was living on upper East side of Manhattan. Ooh, and, lucky. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Cause we had, you know, a rooftop and it wasn't a finished roof. So I could just go up there and no one was ever really up there. Oh, that's um, perfect. Oh my God. It was the best. Honestly, just to like have all of my friends over. <laughs> we had so much fun. Like we would do like Sunday fun days and like go out in Upper East Side and then I'd have like everybody come over on my roof and we'd just like hang out and watch the sunset, put music on. It was just so chill. Um, you know, that was like pre COVID, but 
Um, yeah. So anyway, so I started shuffling during lockdown and my best friend actually lived a couple of blocks up from me and she started shuffling at the same time as me. Like we had been wanting to learn together or had been wanting to learn, but we just hadn't. And we were like, let's do this. Like, you know, in lockdown, you're supposed to kind of have your inner circle of like maybe eight people or something Mm -hmm. where you only hung out with them. Yeah. So it was like me, her, her brother, who I'm also really close with. So we would all hang out and, you know, he does the music, like he makes music and mixes. So like he would come over and like do the music and then my best friend and I would shuffle (laughs) and it was a lot of fun. Like we would, you know, during the day we would do like YouTube videos, tutorials, or like, um, there were a lot of zoom classes going on at that time too, which was really helpful. Um, so, you know, we would just, you know, a few times a week meet up and just practice together. So that's really how it started. Yeah. You truly made the best out of a horrible situation, right? (laughs) Like I, it's like, I feel bad saying it. And I've always said this, even, you know, since lockdown started, it was like, obviously it was a terrible thing that happened, but I feel like in other ways it was so good for some people because it literally just changed their lives. And it's like, if you really made the most out of it, um, you know, again, it's like you can acknowledge and recognize that it was a really scary, sad time, but like also be proud of yourself that you took the best out of this really sad, scary situation and like created gold out of it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's okay to, focus on the positive. And um, yeah. just for a moment, I wanted to take a step back for those that are unfamiliar with what shuffling is. It's a style of dance that originated in Melbourne, Australia, uh, hence the term Melbourne shuffling. And it, it actually started during the late 80s, early 90s at underground clubs and raves. So yeah. that's about right. And Jenny, <laughs> Absolutely, you nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's a couple of different styles too, right? From from what I've seen, like Melbourne is where it originated. And then uh, there's also Malaysian style, which is, it's a little more stompy and aggressive, right? Yeah, that's right. And then there's also Cali style. Yeah. So. And then there's also cutting shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do mostly like Melbourne and shape styles. Because I feel like that was really popular when I was learning. Like, I feel like that was kind of trending when I was learning. <laughs> like, a lot of the people who inspired me and whose classes I took were kind of a combo of those styles. So that's really what I lean towards mostly. Yeah, and your dancing is its perfectly seamless. I mean, everything just flows together. I really love the way that you dance because I noticed there's a lot of shufflers on, you know, like YouTube and Instagram. And some of them seem very heavy and choppy (laughs) to be honest but you actually make it look easy and I can even tell over the few months like that you have really progressed in your ability to just flow with everything thank you honestly thank you so much that means so much to me and I feel it too like even since October like you just said I feel like I've grown so much just in six months, especially just from teaching, like, oh my God, that's just been like a whole different journey for me. And it's really helped me level up so much in so many different ways. I mean, even just for your mental health, right? Mental and emotional, like how has it been a healthy thing in your life for you? Yeah. So shuffling, I feel like for me, it's such a good creative outlet. And it's so funny because before I learned how to shuffle, I felt like I wasn't a creative person at all. And I honestly used to get really down on myself because I felt like I didn't have like an artsy side or anything. Oh, that's like so not true. I remember in our last interview, you 
you're truly like an athlete. I think that's where you kind of started off, right? Being an athlete. Yeah. And usually athletes are not like, they're not that creative, Mm -hmm. but everybody's creative, right? To a certain extent, I believe. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm, I just feel like it brought out so much creativity in me because it's like, whether you're freestyling or creating a choreography, like it's, I don't know, there's sometimes where I'm just in a shitty mood and then I just go shuffle and I'm like, wow, I feel so much better now. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. And, you know, one of the biggest issues, like I'm, have honestly I've tried to do it and it just looks like I'm having a seizure (laughs) (laughs) and I think one of the biggest obstacles is that I'm in my head I'm kind of like overthinking every step so do you have any advice for people that are just overthinking and just they just can't get into the rhythm of it like what do you do for that so one thing that I learned from Alex Kennedy and she goes by Shuffle Shred or Alchemy Adventures Um, And then also uh, Rebel Industry, she's Sabrina. I took a class with them maybe like two years ago at this point, and they said something that uh, I thought was really cool. They just said, like, set your intention before your session. Um, Like, you know, and Alex, I think, posts about this a lot still, too, where, you know, she'll go into a freestyle session and say, like, okay, what what do I want to get out of this? Like, do I want to feel um, like I nailed a specific move, like I – you know, maybe like I'm not being hard on myself if like a certain move doesn't look great or like if it's not flowing the way I want to. I just want to focus on like having fun right now and just, I don't know, releasing emotions, like whatever it is, like setting the intention before you even start. Um, and sometimes I honestly do this when I take classes too, like for myself, I'm like, you know, if it's like a super advanced class, for example, I took a class like a couple years ago, maybe like a year and a half ago. And before the class, I was like, okay, I haven't really been shuffling that much lately, just because this was the first year I was starting my business. So I was like, I really haven't been shuffling. Like, I just want to go into this class and not worry about nailing the choreography or like getting a video to post on Instagram. I just want to go in and like be around my friends and have fun. And like, if I make a mistake, laugh at myself and just move forward. Like that was my intention. And I feel like I feel like that's so important to do in the beginning because I feel like there's so much pressure in the beginning to like, I feel like for me, I, I feel like there's a lot of pressure to quote, quote, find your flow, mm-hmm. which I don't know if you can that before. Um, and I don't know. I just felt like there was so much pressure and it was like, if you didn't do it by like a certain month, like, I don't know, was I not good or something? And I think everyone's just on their own journey. And I think just really getting clear with what you want to get out of each session is so important. And just knowing that like, the more you practice, the better you're going to get on your own timeline. Like you don't have to compare it to someone else's timeline, but the more you practice, the more consistent you are, the more time and effort you put in, the faster you're going to level up on your own timeline. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was thinking that that makes so much sense to set an intention because I usually do that with everything else. Like why wouldn't (laughs) I do that when I would go out dancing and it really is supposed to be fun. But I think the expectations come from maybe it could be from social media or even in just festival culture in general. I feel like some shufflers are a part of this like elite society. (laughs) 
Oh, yeah. You know what, do you know what I mean? There's there's kind of that going on and not everybody yeah. is like that, but there's this air about it where it's like, well, you know, if you don't do this and you don't have this perfect flow, then you're not in our club. And I don't like that because that's not what rave culture is all about. It's about acceptance. And if you want to get out there and look like a fool who gives a crap, like as long as you're having fun. I agree. <laughs> Yeah, no. And the the flow thing, I absolutely know what you're talking about. Like, I can see it with you because the flow is really a, it's kind of like a meditative state, isn't it? You just kind of Mm -hmm. go with the flow. You're in this meditation. And there's actually this really great book called Flow, actually. It's the Mm -hmm. psychology of optimal experience. And it talks about flow state. And I actually have this little snippet that I Um, read from it, which is really cool. It says, sports and fitness are not the only media of physical experience that use the body as a source of enjoyment. For in fact, a broad range of activities rely on rhythmic or harmonious movements to generate Mm -hmm. flow. Mm -hmm. Among these, dance is probably the oldest and the most significant, both for its universal appeal and because of its potential complexity. So Mm -hmm. that's a mouthful, but basically what it's saying is like dance is so important because it's really enjoyable. I mean, people get a lot of enjoyment from it. And also too, it's been proven scientifically to like boost your health too, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like doing cardio, honestly, it's like working out and exercising it's gonna release endorphins so it's gonna make you feel happy (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah get that serotonin going yeah especially if it's like your favorite song and like for me uh I love Chami so it was like and you know this I've talked to you about this before (laughs) yeah (laughs) like before you know when I first started I wasn't really like fast enough to be able to keep up with Chami yet but then as time went on, I finally was able to and it was just like oh my god like feeling so happy when I was finally able to do that you know, it was just like this whole different experience. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's kind of just like, it's almost like being on a natural high, right? Yeah. Honestly, I was also going to say this before, but for me, it's so interesting. Like, I remember the first time I really felt like I, quote unquote, found my flow. And another thing that Alex Kennedy says that I love is she's like, you create and design your flow. You don't just find it. Like, you you create it yourself. And I was like, wow, I feel like that just gave me so much power that I'm not like waiting for it to come to me, but like I'm creating it myself. Like I'm in control. I loved, she's my favorite. If you haven't gathered yet, Alex Kennedy, (laughs) she's great. Um, But it's so interesting because I remember the first time in one of her classes that it happened for me. And then, you know, there's other times too, where for me, it's so interesting. I don't even know if this happens to other people, but it's like, sometimes my eyes just kind of glow, go blurry when I'm shuffling. Um, and it's, it's like, I'm not even paying attention to what I'm doing. Or like, if I'm looking at myself in the mirror while I'm dancing, it's like, I don't see anything. And it's, it's so wild. I'm like, I don't even know if this happens to other people. Wow. That's crazy. It's kind of like you're almost like hypnotized, right? You're in a trance. Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. 
Wow, I Very wonder. Cool. Yeah, maybe we'll see. We'll, we'll see maybe if anybody in the audience has that ever happened to them. Yeah. Uh, oh my God, I would love to know if anybody else experiences that because I've like brought it up to people before and they're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Someone out there, you know, has experienced it too. <laughs> yeah, no, it really sounds like you're just in the zone. And yeah. so what is the ultimate song for you to shuffle to? What's your favorite? Ooh. Ooh, it's tough, cool. right? <laughs> oh my God. Let me circle back on this because I feel like there's so many. There's so (laughs) many. Yeah. You know, when the song just comes on, you're like, this is my jam. I'm just going to get into uh, it. (laughs) Last night, I taught a class to, what was it called? It's a newer song. It's called Spinning Heads by Devour. And I'm honestly loving this song right now. (laughs) I'm going to have to check it out. I always love new music. (laughs) Oh, good. I'm, I'm probably like, like I said, I just taught a class on it, but I'm honestly probably going to just keep dancing to it on my own because it's just, it like smacks so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know, yeah. <laughs> I've heard that it's easier to, to learn to shuffle when you do it with a partner or, or you do it in a class because of mirror neurons. Have you heard of that? One more time. What is it? Because of what? Mirror neurons. So it's basically like in your brain when you see somebody else doing something it mirrors back to you so it's easier for your brain to process the information therefore making it easier to learn so i think yeah i think uh when learning dancing it's actually easier to learn with partners if you can you know ideally yeah that makes sense sense. mm -hmm, or in a class if you have them and now that everything is pretty much back to normal whatever the hell normal is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody can start going to classes, but you also teach uh, through like FaceTime, right? Or Zoom? Yeah, so I do, yeah, I do Zoom virtual one-on-one lessons and also classes on Zoom too, like group classes. That's amazing. So anybody yeah. can learn. See you guys. You should give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I also like for total beginners, for so for people who have never tried shuffling for like still pretty new. I also have this series of self-paced tutorials. So it's like you buy this package and you can just go through the tutorials on your own time. And it's just like all the basics. It's like the few basic moves, what to do with your upper body for those moves, um, speed and stamina tricks, some combos, and then a choreography that's totally beginner level at the end. So that's honestly, if you've never tried, that's definitely the best place to start. It's called the Clear First Step Package. Oh, I love that title. <laughs> yeah, can't get any more clear than that. Clear first step. Yeah, <laughs> and here. there's no pressure too. You don't. You can just go at your own pace. I love that. Exactly, and you can like go back and rewatch it as many times as you need. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So, Jenny, you are a fellow raver as well. Have you been to any festivals or specifically EDM shows lately? Yes. Okay. So I actually just went to Lane 8 on Saturday, which was my first time seeing him. Lucky. (laughs) And I'm seeing him again at Elements in August. So I'm really excited because I feel like this venue I saw him at, it was Forest Hill Stadium. Um, So it was kind of like we were kind of like up in the bleachers and a little further back. Um, And I know at Elements, it's like the stages are so small. So it's you know, you're going to be right up in there. You're going to be able to hear it and you're going to be able to feel it so much more. So I'm really looking forward to that, seeing him again. Um, but it was still fun. It was a good time. Um, and then I went to, what did I do? A House of Yes event, uh, which is like a Brooklyn venue. They had like an outdoor event the weekend before. 
and that was fun. Yeah, that's really it lately, I feel like. Oh, and then I did Tommy for my birthday weekend. Oh, perfect. Yeah, that's the best way to celebrate your birthday, right? The timing is perfect, too. (laughs) Yes, it was so much fun. It was at Brooklyn Mirage. That was the first time I went since they kind of updated it and um, like put the new screens in. So it was cool to see. I love that. And Elements coming up, that's a camping festival, right? Yes, this is my favorite festival of all time. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I can't wait. So how has raving and shuffling changed your life? Yeah. Oh, my God. So I know. Loaded question. <laughs> I didn't yeah. drop it on you. I feel like in general. So my first festival that I went to is 10 years ago. I went to uh, Life in Color, which was like Dayglow back then. I don't know if you remember that. but mm-hmm, Yeah. It was like in D.C. Um so it's been 10 years, and the first show I went to was in 2012. I saw Excision at House of Blues in, in Orlando. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I my friends. This is actually the same one who I learned to shuffle with, and this is the year that we met back in 2012, and we showed up to Excision in, like, bitty skirts and high heels, like, no idea what we were getting ourselves into. That's hilarious. <laughs> Do you have pictures of that? Um, I oh hope you God, have we- pictures. <laughs> I have to find them. They're like buried in my Instagram somewhere, but we have pictures of us with like the gloves, you know, like, um, you know, like lovers. Right. Um, somebody let us put their gloves on and we're just like, like no idea. <laughs> it's so funny. But, um, so that was when I first started. So, you know, it's been 10 years or so. And I think the biggest thing for me has just been like the people I've met on this journey. Like I've, you know, I've had obviously had friends growing up and stuff, but I never, I never personally felt like I had a friend group that felt like a family until I met my current group right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I lived, I grew up in New York. I went to school in Virginia. I was in Orlando a couple of times. I lived in LA for a year. And honestly, this is the first time I've ever had a friend group that felt like truly my family. And, you know, I have another really close friend in Orlando that I met and, you know, her whole friend group too. So it's just like, there's been so many gems of human beings that I've met through this journey. And that's, you know, it's like just the amazing friends, honestly, the connections and the memories, just like the crazy memories over the years. Oh yeah, I bet. And your Ray family can be just as important, if not more as your real biological family, right? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, they're so important to me. I love them so much. It's like, everyone's so supportive and we just are like, so weird and silly like I just feel like I can be my weirdest most unique self with them and I love that right you can be in your most authentic craziest wild self with your Ray family that's that's absolutely my favorite part yeah it's never judged if anything it's encouraged so (laughs) (laughs) right I love that Well, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Yeah, of course. If you had one message to share with everybody that's listening, what would it be? I would say if there's something that you've been wanting to do, but you haven't done it yet, just do it. (laughs) Okay. Like figure it out. Take messy action. I I just feel like you're never going to feel 100% ready to do something. So just do it. Like you have to just like take that first step, take the risk. Whether it's fitness, nutrition, mindset, shuffling, starting a business, like whatever it is, just start somewhere. Because like we were saying before, like baby steps and small wins are just going to snowball, right? Like 
those things are going to turn into huge leaps and massive wins, like in time, you just have to go for it, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. And I feel like there's this quote that I love where it's like, the one thing you're afraid to do could be the thing that changes it all for you, right? Like that one thing. Oh, I and love that. That, was, <laughs> that gives me chills. <laughs> yeah. And like, also that one thing could just spill over into all the other areas of your life and just bring so much positive change overall. So that's it. Just take the messy action, take that first step, even when you don't feel ready and just go for it. Yeah, you never truly know where it's going to lead. It could be the most random thing too. usually that's how it is. It's when you least expect it, right? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I mean, even like where I'm at, I'm like, if you told me before lockdown that this is where I'd be right now, I would have been like, are you what? No way. (laughs) And it also, (laughs) like, do decisions to learn how to shuffle and to, you know, start start that course. You know, I was like, I don't know what's going to come out of it. But it was like those two small actions literally changed my entire life. And it's also changed other people's lives because you are affecting others by teaching them and helping them grow. So that's truly amazing. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. Well, Jenny, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Where can people find you if they want to look you up? Yeah. So my Instagram handle is so J-E-N-N-Y-Y-P-E-N-N-Y underscore um yeah that's pretty much it I have I have a TikTok but honestly I don't really use it too much to be completely honest it's okay it's it's spyware anyway so (laughs) yeah I'm like if you want to link up with Instagram like that's where you can connect with me on all things shuffling and fitness or just say hi come say hi in my DMs perfect I love that Jenny Penny yeah Jenny Penny (laughs) all right well take care thank you so much and yeah anytime you want to come back let me know and we'll do it how does that sound I know I love chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me on. That was so much fun. And if you're still with me, thank you so much for your support and listening all the way through. If you've enjoyed this content and you love to learn about music, art, spirituality, and wellness, please don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast so you'll get notifications on new episodes. And you can also follow me at Rose Rising on all the socials for updates. I'll still be doing a combination of both solo casts and interviews in the future. Please be kind to each other and I look forward to catching you at the next episode. Bye.